What's up, beloveds? Let's get into this Sunday word. Now, if I sound a little bit monotone right now, I apologize. I was just treated to an amazing birthday dinner. So shout out to Deb and Nancy for being so kind to just treat your girl (laughs) to a nice birthday meal. All right, so let's get into it. I am going to be in the book of Isaiah today, Isaiah 49. Um, I'm actually going to start at verse 8. But before we get into it and do it, let's invite God into this situation so we can receive a divine revelation. Spirit of the living God, fall fresh on us. Give us your wisdom, your insight, your discernment. Speak to our hearts and allow your truth to permeate within us, reviving us, restoring us, refining us into a new creation. Please forgive us of our sins and enlarge our hearts that we are able to forgive those who've trespassed against us. I plead the blood of Jesus Christ over this word that it would be sown on good soil, that the hearer would become a doer, that your word would be so transformative we don't leave this broadcast the same. Have your way within us. All these things I say in Jesus' mighty name. Amen and amen. All right, believers, let's get into it. I have been in the King James Version lately, and I'm going to continue. (laughs) I'm going to continue with that, boo. So I hope you guys are enjoying that, Um, especially if you guys like the Psalms in the morning. Psalms that just kind of, uh, it speaks peace to my soul, you know. But if you guys want me to go over anything else, feel free to shoot me an email. I am Belfit at gmail.com and I will go over whatever scripture you request. Okay, so let's get into it once again. Isaiah 49, King James Version, verse 8. This is entitled, The Restoration of Israel. Thus saith the Lord, In an acceptable time have I heard thee, and in a day of salvation have I helped thee, and I will preserve thee, and give thee for a covenant of the people to establish the earth to cause to inherit the desolate heritages, that thou mayest say to the prisoners, go forth. To them that are in darkness, show yourselves. They shall feed in the ways, and their pasture shall be in high places, in all high places. They shall not hunger nor thirst, neither shall the heat nor sun smite them. For he that hath mercy on them shall lead them. Even by the springs of water shall he guide them. And I will make all my mountains away, and my highways shall be exalted. 
Behold, these shall come from far, and lo, these from the north and from the west, and these from the land of Sinem. Sing, O heavens, and be joyful, O earth, and break forth into singing, O mountains, for the Lord hath come, has comforted his people, and will have mercy upon his afflicted. All right, so let's get into it. So there's really just one verse <laughs> that I want to dive into, and it was the first one. So when I go to verse eight, thus saith the Lord, in an acceptable time have I heard thee. What I want you to notice about this passage, about many passages and scriptures in the Bible, is God speaks in past tense about the things that are future tense. (laughs) So he will say, I heard thee. I have helped thee. Which means that your salvation, your deliverance, it's already done. (laughs) According to God, who is the creator of time. It is already done. I have helped thee. Like when you go to um, the scripture that says, and by his stripes, I am healed. So then it's causing us to be in alignment with that past tense. So you speak that thing as if it's already done. So the thing about God is there really is an appointed time for everything. So when he says in an acceptable time, have I heard thee and in a day of salvation, by the way, let's dig into that real quick. A day, (laughs) ladies and gentlemen, how many times has a day of God's favor changed the trajectory of your life? One day, I was sleeping in a car. The next day, I was sleeping in an eight-bedroom house. What? (laughs) True story. (laughs) In a day of salvation. So why are we troubled? Because think about this. If God actually made the world in six days and took a break on the Sabbath, right? Can't we trust him? to fix those little nuisances in our lives, those little inconveniences, those things that we magnify more than we amplify our God as if God is not sovereign over every situation in our life. You see, if he's able to do all of that, then how much more can we trust him with our needs, with our essentials, So we can pray and pray and pray and make supplication over the same thing. But here's the thing. God said in an acceptable time, in a day of salvation, which means the day of your salvation is preordained. It's foreordained. I didn't know that October 11th, 2011 was going to be the last time I drank alcohol. I didn't know (laughs) that that was going to be the day 
that the curse of addiction was broken off of my life. With the exception of caffeine. You know, God's still working on me. It's all good. (laughs) But it is to our benefit to witness such radical occurrences that reconfirm God's sovereignty. I have already helped you. In a day of salvation, I will answer you. Have you ever asked God questions? And if you're like me, you'll ask him the same ones. (laughs) Let me ask you this again. Let me make supplication about that again. You know, my petition is getting pretty repetitious here. Because I just wanted to put this out there, you know, because you haven't resolved it yet. But (laughs) honestly, he has. Everything has an appointed time, a contract in the earth for all things to occur. There is a time, a place, a season for every good work under the sun, under the heavens. God has already performed that thing that you're praying about. He's already delivered you from that situation that keeps you up at night. He's already healed you from that ailment in your body. So the only thing that we have to do right now is to be patient. Patience and faith manifest God's most perfect work. So can we trust him with this, with his past tense in our current tense? In our current situation, can we trust him Well, if you reflect on your life in retrospect, how many things have you even forgotten about that God has delivered you from? How many things have occurred that you have taken for granted, that you dismiss so casually? For example, OMG. For the longest time, I was praying for a car. (laughs) I would get one, then I would lose it. Then I'd get another one, then I'd lose that one too. (laughs) Get another one, oh, your girlfriend crashed it. Another girlfriend crashed it. Yeah, that's why nobody drives my cars anymore. But (laughs) I was riding in my truck the other day and I was just thinking to myself, you know, I was like, yo. I used to pray just relentlessly for a freaking set of wheels, man. I don't want to be on the bus anymore. (laughs) I don't want to ask for rides anymore. I don't want to have to walk anymore. You know, like I was thinking about that and I didn't even realize, yo, the day, there was a day in my life, a day of salvation in which I would not return to the bus. (laughs) There was a day that happened that literally took me from being passenger to driver. And I have been that ever since. And I don't even bask in that gratitude anymore. You know, but that day, it was an appointed day. It was appointed. 
Like, yo, if somebody would have told me, listen, on this day of, you know, 2006 or whatever the case may be, you will never catch the bus again. I would have been like, you tripping. (laughs) Give me my bus pass. (laughs) But seriously, how many things do you have right now? How many things have you overcome right now? that you take for granted? Do you realize that these manifestations have come into fruition because there was an appointed day, a day of salvation? Now, we don't, you know, glamorize it. We don't carry on praising God for, you know, those things that seem to be so grand in our lives later on. You know, because other things happen and you start to set your eyes on new ambitions and, you know, new problems as well, new issues. You know, blessings bring new devils, new levels, new devils, right? But guess what? No matter what part of your book you are writing right now, no matter where you are in your journey, God has an appointed time for every good work pertaining to you. And he says right here, yo, I will preserve you. I will preserve thee. I will preserve thee and give thee for a covenant of the people. What? Yes, you are the covenant. You are my promise through your life. Your tests becoming testimonies. You are a living covenant to the people. They can look at you and they can see my work in your life. They can see my promises in your life. You are a promise that I sowed into the world. I planted you. So that people could see you. You are an ambassador, an advocate of my mercies, my favor. What I am able to do, my faithfulness, my miracles, you are a promise. Freaking incredible. So that's why it says that thou mayest say to the prisoners, go forth. To them that are in darkness, show yourselves. They shall feed in the ways and their pastures shall be in all high places. That thou mayest say to the prisoners, go forth? Well, yeah. (laughs) Because if you haven't seen God's goodness, if you haven't seen his promises in your life, you won't have the boldness, the fervency, the audacity to tell people about God's awesomeness. So once you have suffered, once you have endured the test and witnessed the testimonies, right, then you have confidence to speak about God and his faithfulness. So you can then say to the prisoners, go forth. (laughs) To them that are in darkness, show yourselves. 
So this is why it's so important that we really share faith, that we, we pass it forward. No, I don't walk around telling everybody about Jesus. That would be weird. <laughs> but here's the thing. You know people on a spiritual level, even when you don't really know them. You can feel their energy. Some of you are very sensitive to that. You know, you're an empath by way of God and his Holy Spirit. So you live in a frequency where you feel vibrations. You know, you feel the auras and the energy of people. So you might attract someone into your life. And it's not even, you know, for an interim of time. It could just be for one conversation at the grocery store and they'll say something to you. And immediately you respond from a place of love and godliness and faith because you have been there. You've done that. You have witnessed God's mercies, his awesomeness. And you tell that person, yo, everything's going to be all right, man. Trust God. Yeah, this happened to me. And guess what? God delivered me. You're going to be fine. You speak from a place of knowing. You speak from a place of being established in God. Like you come across certain people and you do talk to them about, you know, the blessings of God. Because we're supposed to encourage one another. So when I got out of my darkness and I stepped into my own light and I felt God's divine illumination over my spirit just reviving me, that gave me a newfound sense of confidence, of boldness, of tenacity for me to go into the world and be receptive to the pains of other people around me. Because I have already experienced and I continue to experience those days of salvation, that acceptable time of deliverance. Like, yo, I've been there. I've done that. You're suffering right now, but trust me, you're suffering for a reward that no man, no demon, no principality No angel can revoke from you because this was the appointed time for that. Are you feeling me? (laughs) I'm sorry I sound a little bit monotone. I think I already told you guys I went out and had some, um, some dinner today. But honestly, like, there's never a time that we should belittle or dismiss God's goodness over our life. There's never a time that we should be silent about that. Like be eager to share with those who are receptive. That's why I said receptive because not everybody is ready for the J word (laughs) or even the G word. You know, you bring up Jesus and people just feel like, you know, Wait, let's just calm down. But you're saying all types of stuff anyway. You can't say Jesus. That makes you uncomfortable. That's the name above all names under which salvation anchors itself. Are you feeling me? Yes, 
you are. Thank you. (laughs) But yeah, so it says, go forth to them that are in darkness. Tell them, show yourselves. You know, they shall not hunger nor thirst, neither shall the heat nor sun smite them. Oh, I love that. Because in my calamity, man, you want to talk about a wilderness experience of poverty, of being a nomad, of just restlessness. In that time, that was when I discovered that trials and tribulations may come into my life relentlessly, (laughs) but... In all of that chaos, in the debris of misfortune, I still did not hunger, did not thirst. The heat of the sun did not harm me. Listen, the word is the truth. And it saves, man. It really saves. And the thing that ties it in is our life experience. So with that said, thank God today for the time, for the day of salvation. When your supplication became a tangible manifestation. Thank him for that. And take that as evidence of his faithfulness. And don't just keep it to yourself. When you feel inclined to, you'll know. When you feel moved to share this, whatever your successes are pertaining to God's deliverance, pass that forward. Tell the prisoners, the captives, they are free. Speak future tense. Give them hope. Encourage them. Because your story is not just for you. Your story is for them too. So with that said, pass forward that message of restoration And know God's promises, my friends. They are yes and amen. Yes, I have helped thee. Yes, I have heard thee. Yes, I will preserve thee. I love you so very much. Thanks for tuning in. Share the podcast with a friend. And with that said, may God bless you always in fitness, health, and in spiritual wealth, I am your girl, Belle Fit, and we are the Black Sheep Believers. I'll talk to you soon. Ciao.